Welcome back to 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. I am your host, Victoria J. And good morning, good morning, good morning. You know what we do, guys. Let's give God some praise. Father God, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for the very breath that we're breathing right now. Father God, we just give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Father God. We know that this is a new day that you woke us up in. And if it wasn't for your grace and mercy, we wouldn't be here. Hallelujah to your name, O Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Amen, everybody. Amen. So listen, guys, I have another special guest in the studio today, and he's going to be talking to us about life insurance, life insurance policies, all the ins and outs of life insurance. And I think for the Black community, this is something that we need to be aware of across the board. So please give a big hand for Stefan. Irby. Did I say that right, Stefan Irby? Mr. Irby. It's it's Stefan. Well, uh, yeah, you got uh, got it right. Stefan Irby. And thank Stephen you for having me. Irby. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. I normally ask my guests, have their pour, have they poured into their self today? I've been pouring into myself greatly, getting my word in, giving God the glory. Have you been pouring into yourself on this fine, fine spring day that popped up on us out of the blue? I did. I got my word in um, this morning and uh, through Dr. Fred Price uh, on what is faith. Yeah. So I uh, just touching up um, on some of his teachings and yeah, I feel empowered. I feel good today. Good. I know Dr. Fred Price. I did a little bit of Tony Evans this morning and then my bishop over at my church. I learned some some good stuff, some good stuff. So guys, let's jump right in. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you, what exactly do you do? Sure. Uh, my name is Stephan Irby. I'm a native here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and I am a licensed insurance professional, uh, actually an insurance broker uh, through a company called Symmetry Financial Group uh, here. And um, it, it's basically uh, based out of Swannanoa, North Carolina, but I'm, I'm licensed uh, with a residence license here in North Carolina, as well as a non-residence license in about 36 different states around the country. Mm-hmm. So um, I've uh, been in the insurance industry twice now. This is my second go around. I first got my license back in 2012, uh, just doing final expense insurance. And now mm-hmm. I do whole life, term life, uh, mortgage protection, final expense just about everything um, within the life insurance uh, field. And um, I also hold a property and casualty license as well, too. But I'm just more focused on the life license right now. Oh, praise God. So you said this is your second time and you must enjoy it. Or, or maybe it's your calling to help the people, as, as as I would say. You know, we always have a calling on us to do something. And if you're serving the people, you're always serving God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, when I, uh, when I went for my license this time, the preacher at my church was talking about risk management through the entire month, which is a term that they speak about in life insurance. So I felt like that was God's confirmation there. Well, I definitely need some education as well as my listeners. Um, I had some guests on doing a show about um, diabetes and the risk 
of having diabetes. And one of the young ladies that was my guest said that she was having it hard um, to find life insurance because of her condition. Is that is that something that's necessarily true? Uh, it can be, you know, um, there are definitely uh, insurers out there who, um, you know, specialize in people with uh, health issues such as diabetes, type two diabetes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there there's definitely insurers out there essentially for just about anybody. But you got to uh, definitely search, um, you know, uh, for for those uh, particular insurers. But uh, yeah, it can be hard to find uh, life insurance if you do have pre-existing health conditions. Yeah, I found that out uh, about a year and a half ago. I only had life insurance through my employer and uh, my sister as well. She retired 30 years from the healthcare field and we were both looking at each other like we should have done a little bit better job on getting some outside help because once we left our employer, it was it was it was gone. It was gone. So tell us the different types of life insurance. How many different types is there? Oh, Lord, uh, there's lots. Uh, the most common uh, types of life insurance is going to be term life insurance. Uh, this is uh, life insurance that provides coverage for a specific period of time and usually for a specific reason. So, uh, you know, a homeowner who recently purchased a home and wants to make sure that they were to pass away prematurely, that whoever, um, you know, would inherit that home would have some funds to be able to take care of um, the mortgage. You know, term life is good for that. Um, You know, it typically has a covers you for a specific time period, anywhere between one year to up to 30 years at a time. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the one of the most common life insurance uh, policies there. Uh, The second would be whole life insurance. Uh, You know, just like it sounds, it's permanent uh, coverage, universal life insurance. Uh, group life insurance, that's uh, the type of life, life insurance that most of us have through our employers, which just like you found out and I found out as well, you know, once you leave that employer, it usually stays with the employer as well, too. And then you mm-hmm. have variable life insurance as well as survivorship uh, life insurance, which uh, covers usually two individuals and uh, pays out when the second person passes away. So with our community, I know. I wouldn't just say with the black community, I would say across the board, a lot of people are having it hard these days. What would you advise them to get, say if a couple came in, um, just husband and wife or possibly husband and wife and some children, what would you uh, advise them? What policy would you advise them to get? I know they say stay in your budget. That's a big factor is to stay in your budget. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably the main uh, factor other than you know health and age is making sure that when you are purchasing a life insurance policy you're purchasing uh, a policy that you can afford uh, mm-hmm. to keep month in month out but um, you know to answer your question um, you know it's a lot of factors that kind of go, in, go into it if, if they're homeowners you know my uh, my suggestion is to make sure that you have enough coverage to cover the entire mortgage or at least X amount of years of the mortgage, 10 years of the mortgage, 20 years mm-hmm. of the mortgage. So term life could work for a couple like that if they're younger. 
you know, are in their 20s, early 30s, um, you know, but I would definitely suggest uh, if they can afford it to just have a, a regular whole life policy. Uh, so, you know, if one of them were to pass uh, prematurely, that they could have their final expenses, funeral expenses taken care of, as well as have some extra funds left over to uh, take care of years of the mortgage. Um, you know, because in a lot of cases, you know, if the, if the main breadwinner of the household passes away, uh, if the mortgage isn't close to being paid off or isn't paid off, you know, the spouse may end up moving or needing to sell. Uh, you know, so we at least want to have uh, them covered to where they have time to grieve and then set up a, a exit strategy if they were to sell the home, um, you know, because these markets just kind of do what they do one day they up one day they down you know you mm -hmm. can't predict how fast a house can sell um you know that may be an option um you know a survivorship policy uh that pays you know on the passing of the second uh person you know uh, as well to make sure that the children would have a legacy uh left mm -hmm. behind you know would be a good policy as well too um <clears throat> One of the great things about, you know, uh, the company that I work for, we're what they call a IMO. Um, and uh, essentially, we're able to shop several different uh, top name carriers to be able to have many options for people looking for, you know, insurance. So once we're able to sit down and kind of assess the client's needs, we can pair them with the right uh, carrier that would, you know, get them covered the correct way. And make sure that their premiums are, you know, low enough to for them to be able to take care of that policy. Um, mm. You know, as uh, times get kind of uncertain. So, yeah, yeah, we are definitely living in uncertain times. So, so yes, that is a fact. my my next thing is um, there are a lot of misconceptions about life insurance. What is the most common misconception about life insurance? And I'm going to tell you my thoughts on it before we get into this. Sure. I was just scrolling. Actually, I usually look at, you know, my Bible study, Wednesday Bible study on YouTube. And I happen to be looking because I missed yesterday and I happened to look today and a commercial came up and there was this guy saying that you could borrow against your policy or it could be your financial freedom. Is that a misconception or is that fact? Because I know a lot of people, I've known some people that board against their life insurance. So is that something that you yeah. want to um, do in the time of crunch or? Um, you know, yes. Definitely with the right type of policy, you know, right now what's really popular out here is something they call an index universal life policy. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the policies that you can borrow against, but you can typically borrow against most traditional permanent um, whole life policies. And the way that that works is uh, when you make your monthly premium on a whole life policy, typically around the uh, second to the third year, they create something called cash value, which you're able mm -hmm. to borrow against. And it's uh, unlike a loan from a bank to where you're paying interest on the loan and the bank is keeping the interest and, you know, um, uh, that nature, you're, you're essentially just borrowing 
um, from yourself, from the cash value mm-hmm. of your policy. Mm-hmm. And if you were to pass away while you still had that loan out, then the face amount, you know, the um, the whole the whole amount that you're insured for would just be decreased by how much that loan is. So you still mm-hmm. have, you know, some of that money left over to make sure that you could get buried and things of that nature if you were to pass before uh, you were able to uh, pay that loan back. So, yep. Uh, that is a uh, smart policy to get, but um, you know the main thing with life insurance is that while we are insurable, while we're younger, uh, while we're um, you know as healthy as we can be, we're never going to be. Well, I can say we'll never be healthier than we are right now, but we'll never be younger than we are right now. Right. Uh, and then um, you know while we while we are healthy, that's usually the best time to look into those type of policies because that's when you're going to get the best rates. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I plan to live till I'm 120. So, <laughs> yes, ma'am. Me too. Yes, but, ma'am. Um. So, I ran across something called the free to look period. Mm-hmm. Explain to my audience what that means as a life insurance. Carrier. Um. Sure. Uh, free to look period is really just like it sounds uh, you know typically at least here in the state of North Carolina they give you 10 days when you initially purchase a life insurance policy to look over the policy make mm-hmm. sure it fits uh, your needs and exactly what you're looking for and then if it doesn't for any reason at all then you're able to uh, get a full refund back of your initial premium and cancel that policy without any uh, obligation uh, going forward um mm-hmm. so it's uh it's a smart it's a smart provision really put in place to keep insurers um honest to make sure that you know that we're providing the customers with the right uh coverage and aren't just trying to make a quick sale or something like that you know gives mm-hmm. the, uh, the person an opportunity to look over the policy and make sure that it's uh, suiting their needs so can you pay for your life insurance policy up for the year or is it is it monthly or how does that work? Does it work based on your pay period or a set date? Gotcha. Um, so you can you can set it up how you like. Um, you know, the the monthly payment option is usually the you know easiest option for most people to, to keep up with. But uh, you could pay it yearly. Uh, you could do a single uh, premium paid up policy. You could pay up the entire policy, you know, up front. Uh, if you like, but the best option um, for for most people is to do a monthly uh, payment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, is it true that you can be turned down for a life insurance policy? Yes, I, I heard somewhere else that there are companies out there that will get you some type of life insurance especially if you have bad health conditions is that something that you run across i mean i guess some companies will work with certain situations is that something that you ran across in in your time of Mm -hmm. doing these policies oh yeah i'm um you know i'm working with a client right now who um uh ex-military and you know, just had some uh, things that happened while he was in the military that affected his health. Uh, but you know, it's uh, typically an option out there, just just about for everybody. It may not be 
the option that that person initially expects, but they do have something called a guarantee issue uh, policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it typically, you know, has a waiting period of about two years uh, before mm-hmm. it pays out the full face amount. Uh, but if you pass away during that waiting period, you at least get a refund of your premium of what you paid into the policy back. And then uh, after that two-year period, then that policy is fully enforced and uh, pays off. That's going to be for people who have uh, pre-existing health conditions who typically would get denied with most name brand uh, carriers that can end up getting that guarantee issue policy. Um, mm-hmm. I, well, if they pass away before the two years... I mean, does the spouse or or the next yeah. family member in line get the refund, or do they continue to pay on the policy? I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. you you, uh, <laughs> you you set yourself up for that. <laughs> yeah, they go after the ghost. Um, uh, no, they um, yeah, whoever you set up is your beneficiary. That's who um, who gets that refund of premium uh, with those guaranteed uh, issue policies. But uh, like I say, you know, what what most people, I guess you could say, like fail to realize is you got to you got to do research. You got to do deep research because where Uh one carrier may just you just may not be their cup of tea. Another carrier may be looking for people who have, you know, diabetes, maybe looking for people who've had uh, heart heart conditions uh or on on specific medications that's you know their niche essentially uh but Mm -hmm. you know those those carriers usually are not advertised on television those are the carriers that you need you know like a a a company like uh the company that i work for symmetry financial group who can shop many carriers and Mm -hmm. i find the right policy for you so yeah yeah go ahead go ahead no, I was gonna say you can get turned. You know, you can get turned down uh, from a carrier. But if one carrier turns you down, uh, that does not mean that the other carriers are even looking at that information to make their decision. You can keep searching. Well, do you operate outside of North Carolina? Um, and I'm asking because um, when I did the uh, diabetes series, my sister and my niece are diabetics. And um, my niece was the one, I think she just turned 28, 29, that said she was finding it hard. And she's out of Atlanta, Georgia to find some coverage. And I told her, I said, well, I might do a little mini episode to see if I can find out some information for you. Do you operate outside of North Carolina? I do. Um, I write coverage in just about every state. Uh, with exception of one or two, but Georgia is definitely one state that I write coverage in. So, yeah, I'd be glad to uh, see what I can, you know, help her out with. All right, Ari, if you listen to this show, I hooked you up, girl. He is the man. We're going to get you some life insurance so you won't have to go into your 401k like you like you you think you're gonna have to you're not gonna have to he gonna get you hooked up. We're gonna get you we're gonna get you right. So, uh, um, how do you go about purchasing life insurance? I know I heard you earlier say, make sure that you do your research, but with a guy mm-hmm. like you, an agent in place, how much research shirts, uh, I can't talk research should I on my end be doing? Like we're empty nesters. Mm-hmm. Um, so even with my husband having life insurance policy, 
on his job, uh, we're still searching right now for another plan to add on that will fit the budget. How much research should we do? And I would say I want to go as far, even though they're out of the house, as my two oldest daughters, getting something put in place just in case. You just never know. All right. Um, you know, I would say the best way to purchase uh, life insurance is uh, one to sit down and, you know, set up a, a budget. What I what I usually tell my clients is two percent of your monthly budget is a great place to start at two percent. Most 2%. people can 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 spend that pretty easily, um, you know, for life insurance without, you know, without putting them in a, in a financial bond or anything like that. That's mm-hmm. the uh, best place to start from. Um, two is to shop around and get multiple quotes. Um, you know, again, going through uh, a, a company like uh, like I work for that's able to shop multiple carriers. You know, you don't you may not want to just go with the first option. You know, so having mm-hmm. options is always is always good. Um, you know, three I would say choosing a policy. It's always easier to start off a little bit lower and add coverage uh as needed or as your mm-hmm. needs change mm-hmm. you know um as time goes on and people get pay increases or whatnot you know you can afford more coverage so you could get what covers you right now at this point in time and then as your needs change i would say have that policy reviewed at least uh every six months to a year uh so you could even you know add more coverage if you need to mm-hmm. um and lastly is you know a local agent is always good somebody you could see face to face you can pull up on mm-hmm. if you need to you know and mm-hmm. uh and make sure that you ask those you know those thorough questions um uh when it comes when it comes to insurance so uh i, I wouldn't say necessarily you have to go through me or anything like that but i am mm-hmm. local you know. i know i know i know yeah look i told my husband yesterday I said, I got somebody coming on to talk about life insurance and I all but forgot about his niece and nephew. They sell it. And he had already committed to talking to them when we're ready to add on some additional. But I said, I'm still going to keep you in mind, you know, Um, and plus to help out our community. I mean, we got so much going on in Forsyth County right now. I mean, I think everybody needs to be looking for a little bit of something, which brings me to this. I got a little policy with my credit union as well. Is that something that you would suggest as well as putting in a call to you to um, get a policy? I mean, it's Um, costing nothing literally for me to have it. I've just been there so many years now that it, they just put it in place. All I had to do was sign on the dotted line. Yeah, I want to say that a lot of times, like the credit unions, they might do uh, a, like an accidental death policy or, or something mm-hmm. like um, that. I mean, those are good to have. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think you can really be overinsured. You know, um, uh, in in that case, so if it's not costing you anything, keep it. You know, mm-hmm. keep that policy as well too. Um, the group life insurance that you normally get from your employer is mm-hmm. good to have. 
uh, as well too. It's typically pretty cheap, but having your own additional policy just in case, you know, you do like me, I fired my employer, uh, my last employer to, to go work with the company that I work with now. And I wasn't aware at that point in time that my life insurance was going to end in 30 days if I didn't convert it to a whole life policy, nor did, oh, I, yeah. did they tell me that it was accidental, uh, you know, death and uh, accidental death uh, insurance. So uh, just, you know, uh, having it in place is good, but having, you know, having any additional coverage is always going to be uh, great. You know, okay. always going to be good to have that extra coverage. I'll tell you what, well, I'll definitely keep it in mind. Um, like I said, I know we're not ready to add anything additional to our plate, but I don't want to be left in the situation that I was left in when I left my job a year and a half ago and finding out you either got to pay out of pocket and it's totally different because you're not working for the company anymore. It's like health insurance. Once you're not working for the company anymore, those premiums, they go up. They go up. And you just mentioned something which made me think of this. I had a loved one lose their mother and she had accidental life insurance. Explain to the people, for those that are listening, that like me, listen to the commercials, but make ourselves aware. I do know now because the family had to end up paying out of pocket because her death was not accidental. Stress the importance of them knowing the difference. <laughs> yeah, Because a lot of people like me, I wasn't aware until it, it actually happened to a family member. Yeah, absolutely. Um... You know, accidental um, insurance is usually very inexpensive. I mean, it's a uh, term, you know, so it's uh, designed to cover for a certain period of time and it only pays out in the case of an accident, car accident, um, you know, uh, crossing the street and getting hit by, you know, it, it'll pay out in a situation like that. But when it comes to like natural causes, when it comes to heart attack, when it comes to uh, unexpected health issues, then those policies aren't going to pay out. And uh, what most people need to realize, especially in our community, you know, we take a gamble every day, whether you're uh -huh. walking outside, you know, uh, especially in, in today's times, you know, uh -huh. and, uh, how uh, crazy our society and kind of got, you know, we uh -huh. take a we take a gamble against our life walking every, um, you know, uh, every single day. So insurance is really um, capitalizing off of the gamble that you're taking in the first place anyway, uh -huh. not capitalizing uh -huh. in the sense like I'm going to, you know, we, we hope we'd never have to use insurance. But if you do, you know, uh -huh. uh, you want to have something in place that's going to affect the people who are going to be responsible for making sure you get that honorable burial or, or going to be responsible for, for your financial responsibilities. So uh, accidental is good to have. I got an accidental um, uh, life policy, uh, but I also got some term insurance as well, too. Uh, so, you know, covering both bases is good. Um, does that answer the, Does that answer your question there? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay. So, yeah. so typically, how much coverage do you need for yourself or your loved ones. I mean, I jokingly say it, but right now, I mean, 
in the world that we live in, we all are on a budget. Unless you're making an, an astronomical amount on your salary, right now everybody's on the budget. Everything is going up. Groceries, gas, life. It's just people is finding it hard. And I always tell my my children, I'm going to leave enough for you guys to bury me. And I ain't trying to make nobody rich. So get your ducks in, in the row. And, and that's definitely a joke, but... You never know. It may come down to the fact that I may only have enough monthly to pay for just a burial. So what what would be your suggestion on how much coverage one should think about getting just burial or something to leave the loved one, the spouse, the children? Um, You know, if you got a family, uh, you know, um, Definitely, uh, my the rule of, the rule of thumb that we try to follow is if you can afford it, ten times your annual income is a is a great amount to attempt to get. But um, since even myself and a lot of a lot of folks, you know, don't really know the ins and outs of insurance until we get more mature in age and maybe have have an experience with it. You know, uh, a funeral here in North Carolina ten years ago is anywhere between ten to fifteen thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Now it's you know fifteen to twenty five thousand dollars. So Gosh. at least having your final expenses uh covered um is is gonna be um uh important. You know mm-hmm. so social security pay us two hundred and fifty five dollars is mm-hmm. the valuation that they put on our life mm-hmm. uh here uh you know uh, for for working our whole life, so oh, you know, yeah. that that life insurance uh, for at least final expenses anywhere between you know twenty twenty five thousand uh, dollars of whole life coverage, and then if you can get some term coverage, uh, the longer the term, the better. Mm-hmm. You know, um, usually it's not hard to kind of get up in those higher numbers three hundred thousand four hundred thousand dollars worth of term insurance as well too. You know, it can cost you thirty dollars a month. You know, it, get it can out be, of here. Fairly, yeah, it can be fairly in, inexpensive uh, for uh, that term coverage. I so, know I had um, a girlfriend of mine. She she worked her way up to a million dollar policy just for her son. She mm-hmm. said, if nothing else, my son is going to be taken care of when I leave. And I thought that was. I was thinking million dollars in terms of how much that would cost monthly. And of course, I didn't ask. I'm a lady, so I didn't ask for business. But, you know, I thought that was a lot. But even if, even with you saying 300000 it could possibly be $30, $30 a month. That's something I might want to take a, a look in. Definitely, definitely. I'm going to keep you on my radar. I'm going to keep you on my radar. Um... With that being said, how does your health, and I know we covered this before, but does it really play a big part? I mean, I remember when I was a little girl, the life insurance man used to come by with his briefcase, give out pens, lollipops. I'm a Virginia girl. I'm a country girl. We did have to take physical examinations. Does that still play a big part in getting life insurance? I know... It was some years back. Um, the guy wanted us to go get a physical. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, you just can't lie your way through that. You can't lie your way through it. We're going to request a physical before we 
sign you up for anything. And that was probably a good 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, times have changed. Um, you know, a lot of companies are going to require you to go through some type of medical exam. But, um, you know, um, most of the carriers that I, that I write for, uh, they do something called a simplified issue, which is, you know, maybe no medical exam at all. Uh, they'll ask you some medical questions and they'll run what they call a, um, the medical information bureau. So they'll run a report to make sure that the answers that you give line up with what's on your medical records. But they may not actually be required to come out and cause you to do an actual physical or take blood. But when mm -hmm. you start to get up to those really high numbers like million dollar policies, $500,000 policies or more, usually they're going to require some type of medical exam uh, as well, too. But uh, health, you know, the biggest factors when it comes to life insurance is going to be um, age and going to be health. And the, uh, the reason that is essentially as far as uh, those things go hand in hand is they use something called mortality tables. They, they simply say out of every thousand people who have these particular health conditions at this age, who's a male or a female, they'll typically live this many years. And based off of that, we're going to set a rate, uh, you know, based off of what we expect them to be able to pay into the policy. So the long, longer, younger that you are, the longer that you live, the less health is issues that you have, the longer that you live according to those tables. And we know as believers, that's not always true. Uh, mm -hmm. but, you know, they they go by that majority consensus. So that's why I, I tell people, um, you know, if you have. The best time to get it is before you actually need it. Best time to get insurance is before you actually need it. Uh, everybody wants insurance when uh, when life gets real in that you know mm -hmm. in that regard and stuff. That's when everybody feels the need for it. But we don't think about death when we're healthy. When we, you know that's the last thing on our mind uh, mm -hmm. in that case. But nowadays, they have a lot of policies with something they call living benefits to where, you know, if you're working a regular job and you have some health issues that cause you to be out of work for so, you know, um, six months to a year, you mm -hmm. know, uh, then, you know, policies may have a disability rider to where, you know, it actually pay out a portion of the policy uh, while you're out of work. Or if you have a heart attack or a stroke or are diagnosed with, you know, some forms of cancer uh, mm -hmm. and, you know, um, uh, then then uh, you can actually pull from that policy uh, based off of those uh, critical illness riders and terminal illness riders. So it's a lot of good things that are kind of built inside of these insurance policies that you could benefit from even while you're still alive as well, too, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and again, if you have pre-existing health conditions still uh, or maybe even more important to get a life insurance policy uh, at that point in time at least to have enough for final expenses for uh, burial insurance where were you when I needed you two years ago <laughs> when I got hurt at my job and I've had multiple I've had uh, three back surgeries so far and man I could have used I could have used boring off of my life insurance at that time. And actually I didn't find out that I could have borrowed off of my life insurance until I left. Me and my sister both. We was like, wow, we could have borrowed off our life insurance policy while we was there. We were gonna lose it anyway. We're not being there anymore. So that's crazy. That's crazy. 
but good advice good advice i had something i was going to ask you and, and it just left me um what any what if any lasting advice you can give someone about picking up life insurance what would you say to someone that doesn't have any at all right now that is on a fixed income um i'm all about this year giving back to our elderly community as well as our younger community and I, you know you have to clean up around your own doorstep before you can clean up behind someone else's i do have my 30 year old son i made sure that he got himself some life insurance um and my two daughters i'm i'm still trying to work them in to my husband and i's i budget but for somebody that's just scraping by you know what what advice would you give them um I, you know small any coverage is better than better than no coverage at all whatever you can afford um you know put your budget out there first instead of the face amount of the policy everybody because when i get when i get on the phone with my clients my clients initially want a million dollar policy but they may mm-hmm. only be able to the ten thousand dollars worth of uh of life insurance you know so i just tell them hey what's your monthly budget if you know exactly what you can afford whether it's small whether it's a lot put that out there first and then shop based off of that budget so you can at least have something in place uh to to cover those expenses um what i see when people say that they can't necessarily afford uh life insurance in some in some cases it's a matter of sacrificing one thing for something else you know Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases sometimes they don't the the pain isn't enough or they they don't see you know the value to sacrifice this for snacks nabs and sodas or so you know mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. nature so educating ourselves is is really the most important uh thing because you can't make a decision off of information that you don't have mm-hmm. you know, uh, if i uh, if i would have known that um social security only paid I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest before i got into life insurance even the first time i it never crossed my mind uh what, what actually really opened up my eyes was when my uncle passed away from cancer and seeing the family happen to get together to try to figure out what we were going to do about uh, burial expenses and seeing the family fight, mm-hmm. you know, watching people get on social media and do the GoFundMe accounts and the community fish fries and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that can cause problems in the family. So, you know, oh yeah, uh, if you have uh, any type of budget at all, lead with that budget, uh, definitely find you a personal life insurance agent sit down and take his time and uh, go over every option that you have uh, and you know at least get something in place even if it's a $5,000 policy because that can mm-hmm. every dollar can help mm-hmm. uh, that, that would be uh, the the best advice for the uh, more mature couples or more mature crowd yeah well I'm gonna get my babies on and I might send them your way um since I committed, since my husband committed to his people, I may send my daughters that way. They both work full time and, you know, instead of us trying to squeeze it in our one income family, maybe you can find something that can, they can start off small and by them being in their 20s, they can build on 
and just learn something, learn something about having life insurance and, and the ins and outs of it. So I definitely, I am going to be sending people your way. What I did want to ask you was about like um, on TV, the TV commercials where they say you can get $9.99 a month. I know uh, we we all get a lot of junk mail in the mailbox and sometimes that only covers $10,000. And from burying my mom almost, almost 10 years ago, we still had to come out of pocket and she had life insurance. Glory be to God, we got some help um, and all of us pulled our resources and we were available to do it at that time. But sometimes just $10,000 is not enough. And in and, and, and these times, I don't know if, I don't even really know what the cremation um, payout is, but I know $255 from Social Security is not enough. Right. <laughs> I do know that. So um, with that being said, would you advise, I mean, them to take a policy that they see on TV? I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I like to see eye to eye. I need to see you while we talk. <laughs> so um, would you advise that? I have to do uh, some research into like what they offer, but I can I can almost guarantee that the person's actually selling the policy is probably not like a, a agent like like myself they you know they might have small manufactured plans that are not really tailored to your exact needs Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't be the type of person to go purchase one of those policies off uh, tv but um but you Mm -hmm. know it is it is true you can you can end up getting you know depending on your circumstances and stuff you can end up getting a lot of coverage for a very small amount but is it permanent insurance does the rates increase each year is it a level term is it you know questions that that people don't really get to ask the infomercial you know that you need to uh, speak to a a agent about so you know i try not to throw shade on any on uh what anybody else does or right 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 personally i wouldn't do it that way right i would um, i would reach out to a to a certified agent Definitely. We don't want to throw any shade. I don't like to be in judgment. God said, don't judge. But I do want to be able to bring my listeners so they'll know the difference because you do. I mean, I'm hard hat. I'm stubborn. And you do have those people that, well, I saw the commercial on TV and they're offering this and you're trying to tell them you can get a little bit more and actually have that one-on-one contact with your agent just to bring something new and you know uh most older folks like myself we don't like change <laughs> we don't like change we definitely want to get the information out there well tell my listeners where they can contact you you can drop all your social media sites your office number whatever or your website wherever they can get in contact with you so that they may be able to ask you some questions and get more information about what it is they can do for their loved ones and their selves. Absolutely. Um, follow me on Facebook at uh, Stephen Irby, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Irby, E-R-B-Y. Uh, I definitely post some good content on there. You can follow me on Instagram at Stephen underscore the insurance underscore guy, or you can text me 
um, or give me a phone call directly at 336-327-9062. And I'll be glad to answer any questions for you. I'd love to have a conversation with you. Um, you know, see if we can get you covered as well. Hey, man. Well, we're going to get you some paper thrown your way. And uh, to all my 12th Street Talk Back listeners, you know, the budget has been cut on some of this health insurance since they're no longer, well, for the moment, penalizing you for not having insurance, health insurance with your taxes. So since that has been cut, me and my husband cut our budget tremendously with our health insurance. So that extra money, we will be purchasing a new policy. You guys go on out there, see Stephen Irby, and get you an affordable policy. And like you said, don't be running up in there trying to get a million-dollar policy um, on a $10 budget, but get what you can afford. Like you said, 2% of your monthly budget. And if you can afford more 10 times, then great. But make sure that you reach out to him on so- most of his social media uh, pages, reach out to him by text and that is 336-327-9062 and I guess we'll look forward to hearing some more from you any any lasting advice any lasting words that you can give my fellow audience because they're listening all over I got them listening all over uh tune into this podcast (laughs) uh definitely every chance that you get I've been tuning in and uh Victoria puts up some great, great content, great information, and stay safe out here. Stay stay safe, stay healthy, stay prayed up, most importantly, and keep God first. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for that. I look forward to getting in touch with you. I hope my people aren't as hard-headed as I think they might be, but I'm going to push them your way, and anybody that I can I will um, turn on to you. Thank you so much for coming on to our show. We really, really appreciate it. Our community does need some uplifting as well, guys. You can check us out, 12th Street Talk Back, on Spotify, on Good Pods, where we are number one on the um, top 100 charts. We're number 27 overall, as well on um, society and culture. We are landing right at number six on relationships. We're running right at number two this week. So we want to get back up there and take our number one spot back as well. You can check us out on Spotify, Anchor, Castro, uh, Pot Bay, uh, Amazon Music, Apple, and a whole lot more. Peace and blessings to you all until the next time. Peace out. Peace.